Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, my lovies. I am finally back. The last time you heard from me, I was getting ready to go off to France. I did that, spent a few weeks on the French Riviera, the Côte d'Azur, and also went to Paris for a little bit. It was such a spectacular trip, and I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about some of the lessons that I learned and the memories that I acquired over the course of that two-week vacation with my family. It was a beautiful time. I hope that you are having a wonderful day, and if you're not having a wonderful day, then that's okay because there is A, a time to make today better, But there's also time for you to just rest and take the time that you need to, you know, wallow a little bit. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of wallowing as long as it's it's under control and as long as you can pull yourself out of it once you've given yourself that necessary time. But if for some reason you feel like you can't pull yourself out of it, then this episode is for you. Today, I want to spend some time talking about the art of slow living. I know slow living is a little bit of a buzzword. It's something that that a lot of people are kind of catching on to, onto this wave, kind of like the minimalist wave. Um, but I think it's something that's really important and really beautiful. And I feel like being in France for a period of time really helped the concepts and the philosophy of slow living sink into my bones a little bit more. I feel like a lot of the concepts I'm going to talk about today are nothing that is per se new to me or even new to you, but I just have this whole, like this entirely refreshed perspective and I'm feeling really good and really excited about moving into the future. And that's kind of the whole point and the whole goal of traveling and gaining these new perspectives and seeing these new ways of living, right? So I feel like the mission was accomplished, mission success. This is the first time I have traveled overseas since the pandemic started. So it was a pretty um, anticipated time. And what's crazy is the trip wasn't even planned until like a month before we left which I mean how random I feel like you know my I was fortunate enough that my family took me with them um but I still feel like I manifested it I feel like manifestation you know sometimes people think like oh it's just like you know something falling out of thin air and that it has to be super random for it to be your own energetic work and your own manifestation and like 
that if I'm saying that I manifested this trip, then that's somehow discrediting all of the hard work that my my dad did to provide that trip for my family. The point I'm trying to make is that just because somebody else put a lot of work into something and somebody else played a huge role in making something happening doesn't mean that you should discredit your own energetic um contribution your own energetic contribution to making this dream a reality so I feel truly that I manifested this trip in conjunction with my family manifesting this trip I feel like this is something that we've all energetically been moving towards so all that to say if you if something is happening for you and but you feel like you didn't play a role or you feel undeserving of it, I'd like you to try and snap right out of that mindset because whether you realize it or not, you energetically played a role, period. If anything, the fact that you didn't have to put in much work is a sign that you manifested it. You know what I'm saying? So it presents a beautiful opportunity to practice gratitude for the universe and for your family and the people in your life. Um, presenting you with these gifts this you know for me it was a beautiful opportunity to travel um, halfway around the world and see some incredibly and just stunning miraculous unreal sights views like I me and my sister kept talking about throughout the whole trip like is there a way that it can get better than this? Like, is is this just going to be the, like, peak, the highlight of our lives is seeing, you know, like, standing and staring at the Mediterranean over hills of beautiful architecture and lush greenery and, like, you know, the smells and the tastes and the, I mean, just sensory indulgence that is what this trip was but not in an unhealthy way in a beautiful and glamorous way I loved it but what's interesting and what I really love is even though I had all of these spectacular moments of staring at literally the most beautiful views I've ever seen in my entire life I think my favorite moments from the trip were just the simple ones when we would be sitting outside a cafe drinking our cappuccinos and laughing together I mean the last time the four of us took a trip it was me and my little sister and my mom and dad last time the four of us took a trip like that together I couldn't even tell you so it was just really beautiful getting to have that bonding experience all four of us being adults like I don't think we've been on a trip together when all four of us have been you know 20 years old and up um so I feel like this trip taught me so much about just really enjoying the pleasure of the present moment and it I don't feel like we need these spectacular views to have that. I think I was really worried about coming home to, I live in a, a smaller town. I don't live, or it's a smaller city. It's not really like a town, but smaller city. And I'm very much a city girl. So it's been a little bit difficult for me to adjust here because I don't know many people, um, or I didn't at least. I'll get more into that over the course of this episode. Um but I was, I just kind of had a bad attitude, honestly, because I wasn't making an effort to find beauty where I was at. I was just constantly like fantasizing about when I would be able to go back to 
my home my home in Atlanta or you know move to some city like New York or you know go to visit Europe or like I told myself I was finding beauty where I was at because I was spending all my time in my home crafting a beautiful home but I wasn't actually like getting out and trying to interact with the world and that's why I feel like I felt very lonely at points here but honestly it's crazy because since I have come home I have had so many like realizations and eye-opening moments about how amazing my little city is and how many cool things are here and how like I don't have to be in France to romanticize my life the way the French do you know like wherever you are at you have this opportunity to create beautiful moments and I I feel like out of everything I've experienced in my life, my favorite moments are when I'm with loved ones, when I am eating good food, listening to good music, and you know, maybe like the weather is nice or something, or I'm like in a good outfit, like I'm wearing something that I feel really confident in. Um, and that doesn't have to be like some high fashion getup. Like sometimes it's just a sweatshirt and sweatpants that I love the colors of, or I love the way that the texture feels on my skin. Um, or it's just like, you know, things like lighting a candle or eating a cheese board. That's another thing. I, since I went to France, I feel like I've been way less restrictive in my diet. I am still working. I mean, the food is just so good, you guys. It's unreal. Unlike anything that you can find in the U.S. unless you're going to like, you know, the most niche top quality markets. Um, and I'm, I'm really manifesting that we make this transition as a community, as a country to really prioritizing what goes into our food. You know, we don't need to put additives in. We just need to rebuild the soil here. We need to, um, take care of the animals that we are you know, using as food. They don't, they need to be treated more sacredly. Um, just things like that. Anyways, point being, I, I did try gluten there and unfortunately I don't think it worked out. I, I had like a weird skin situation and I don't really know what was going on there, but I decided that it was not worth risking it for the rest of the trip, but I did eat plenty of cheese, lots of dairy, and I wasn't having any sort of digestive issues for the most part. Um, so since I've gotten back, I've, I've just been like getting, you know, like more charcuterie type stuff and just like, I'm really excited to, to just cook with simple ingredients. Like nothing has to be so complicated. I feel like we make everything so complicated. I just kept thinking throughout my trip how in the United States, Everybody is either on one end of the spectrum where they're lazy and burnt out and unmotivated or they're on this other end of the spectrum where they're hyper productive and can't seem to stop and can't seem to relax. And generally I find that we're not like always on one end or the other. We're kind of teetering back and forth. We have a very difficult time finding that balance. And that's just the way society has conditioned us to be because otherwise like we can't support ourselves, right? I mean, it's like we feel like we have to be going, 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 and going, and going. Otherwise you are seen as um, 
you know, like you're just not going to, you're not going to have that financial success you want. You're not going to have the nice things. You're not going to be able to eat the nice high quality organic food, whatever. And I think that they really have figured this out. They've nailed it to a science in Europe. And I mean, part of it's because the cost of living in terms of like food and stuff is just, it's so much less expensive there. I mean, obviously I only went there on vacation. I am not by any means saying like, I know what it's like actually living there, like how much it costs in terms of like rent and um, taxes and all that jazz. But I feel like they just know how to step away from work and step away from that financial pressure and just enjoy a cup of coffee, enjoy reading a book, not feel glued to the phone. That's another thing. I feel like the the percentage of people that I saw on their phones there versus here, especially like at dinner or like just going on throughout their day. It's just insane. Like I felt, I feel like in the United States, I am the person that is always trying to put my phone away and live in the moment. But when I was over there, I felt like I was the only person that was on my phone all the time. And to be fair, I was shooting a lot of content, but still, I I really don't want to be on my phone like that that much. And it's, it's honestly made me re- reevaluate and rethink kind of my career goals, my long-term plans. I don't know. That's kind of another, that's another topic for another day. But so in the last episode, we talked about how we've been conditioned to view neutral words in a negative light. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's a, it's a good one. If I do say so myself, it's episode five, the power of words, intentional self-talk, spell, quote unquote, magic, language shifts. And it's all about just how we can use language to uplift us and and, um, become more efficient in our day-to-day lives. And efficiency, that's that's an interesting word in itself because I know I talk a lot about kind of like hacking our lives and how we can be more efficient, but I also like to say slowly is the fastest way to get to where we want to be. And that's why I think this slow living... um, philosophy concepts uh, lifestyle is so is so beneficial and so useful because the reality is it's only when we really slow down that we can speed up you get what I'm saying I like to think of this metaphor of imagine that you're driving your car to I don't know, let's say you like this spot by the river. It doesn't matter where it is. The point is you're going somewhere that you like to unwind, to read, or or you're driving to a beautiful dinner on a high, you know, on a rooftop bar, whatever. <laughs> That's not really the point of this uh, analogy or metaphor, whatever it is. But when you're driving to whatever destination you're going to, chances are that you are slowing down and stopping just as many times as you're speeding up and accelerating and moving forward. If you weren't slowing down and stopping regularly, chances are that you would literally get like T-boned by another car racing through an intersection or you would, you know, like turn too quickly and you wouldn't make the turn smoothly enough so your car would literally flip you get the the point I'm trying to make here is if you're not slowing down and stopping you're gonna get yourself hurt (laughs) whether that's physically or emotionally spiritually 
whatever. The point is that we need to have those times when we when we really like settle in, you know, we want to stop and adjust our seat, um, you know, change the music or uh, take a bite of our snack that we have with us. Um, you know, don't check your phone, obviously. That's that's uh, illegal in a lot of places. <laughs> but back to this word efficiency, I feel like we hear the word efficiency and we're visualizing fast, quick, and, you know, without, without obstacles, without blockages. But the truth is that if we are coming up onto these obstacles, I mean, these obstacles are inevitable. Challenges are inevitable. Efficiency is all about being able to move around those obstacles with ease and with fluidity. But the only way that we're going to really be able to do that is by taking our time and by slowing down. You know, if you, if you, are walking down a path and there's a big log in the way, you're not going to be able to just like easily jump over that log unless you're super athletic and you've been training for it for years and years. But chances are you're going to need to take your time and slowly lift one leg at a time over the log or you're going to need to get on your hands and knees and crawl underneath the log. But both of those things are going to require you to slow down and think in your head like what is the best way to get around this? Not just like, you know, diving head first beneath the log or over the log because that's how we get hurt, right? So you got to slow down in order to be efficient. I mean, I'm telling you, literally all the times in my life when I've gotten hurt physically or emotionally, it was because I was acting impulsively, acting too quickly, not thinking through the outcome, not slowing down, decelerating, stopping, and just taking a moment to freaking breathe, you know, like, ah, just take a deep breath with me right now. I feel like I've been talking and not taking any breaths <laughs> this whole time. It <gasps> mm, feels good to breathe, doesn't it? Can you tell that I'm excited talking about this topic? It's, it's pretty, uh, it's not super obvious, right? No, of course not. But in all, in all seriousness, over the past few months, I feel like I've had these really intense hormonal mood shifts. Um, I mean, I, definitely correlates with my cycle, but I've either been really emotionally just out of whack and feeling the heaviness of the world, or I've been so over-energized and amplified and excited and happy, but it, it feels very unstable and like up in the clouds, that kind of like almost manic. <laughs> yeah. But this mood that I'm in now feels a lot more grounded and a lot more stable and I just feel like I feel like I'm being cocooned by the universe like I just feel like it it's hugging me and telling me that everything is going to be okay and it's all about taking things one day at a time you're not in a rush there is no finish line to rush towards I mean shit the only finish line there is to rush towards is you know, <laughs> saying goodbye to, to life on earth. And I'm not in a rush to get there. I don't know about you. Um, stay tuned though. Cause we're going to talk about death in the next couple of weeks because I, what better time to talk about death than spooky season, right? So if you haven't already, 
go uh go hit that follow button why don't you back to neutral words that have somehow developed a negative connotation i think slow is one of those words and it's neither a good nor a bad word you probably wouldn't want to slowly rip off a band-aid but you definitely want your surgeon to stitch you up with a, with slow and precise care. I mean, you wouldn't want a surgeon rushing through some meticulous and really like detailed procedure, right? So slowly is not bad or good. That's the point. But you may have heard the word slow used as a synonym for stupid. Um... But in all honesty, why is thinking slowly seen as a bad thing? I really would like to know. Because to me, slow thinking implies that somebody just needs some time for to let thoughts really sink in and percolate before formulating a response. To me, slow thinking is thoughtful thinking. It's truly listening to someone instead of trying to do this multitasking thing where we're formulating a response in our heads as the person is talking, which, I mean, that's not really giving a person your undivided attention, is it? And I think that's that's a big problem that we have in society as a whole is we are constantly just thinking of how how can I make myself sound more important or more intelligent um in my response so how how do I respond to this person so that I can prove to them that I am like worthy of their attention if that makes sense instead of just giving them our attention because that's really how you prove that you're worthy of somebody's attention is by giving them your attention yourself. You know, it's a trade-off here. So if we want to feel like we're being listened to by somebody, we need to listen to them. And that means taking our time and not like not racing to think of what we're going to say in response before they've even finished what they're saying and they've finished their thoughts. You know, I feel like I've spent a lot of my life being this person who is trying to, you know, present herself as the smartest person in the room. So I'm always thinking of what is the most clever, wittiest thing that I can say in response. A lot of times it just results in me feeling stuck and exhausted and fumbling over my words. And then I feel guilty because I feel like I have not given the people around me my undivided attention. And I don't I don't want to be that person, you know. All that to say, big advocate of slow thinking here. There's nothing wrong with it. It's simply just taking your time to be the best version of yourself that you can be and, you know, make make it so that not everything is about you. And I feel like it's a huge part of what life is about, working towards um, shrinking our ego a little bit so that we can feel divinely connected to the people around us, to the planet, um, and we can we can make a difference and find what is enlights our fire. And so, you know, in some ways it's a little selfish, but in other ways it's completely selfless. It's all, all about finding that balance, right? I had to take a bit of a pause while recording this episode because Patrick got home and it was getting late and I needed to cook dinner, yada, yada. But I feel like it kind of perfectly ties in with the theme of this this podcast about slow living and 
why like taking our time to do things is not an issue. It's not a bad thing. Right now, I just ate some delicious homemade pancakes. Well, partly homemade. I guess I didn't make them from scratch, but they were really good. And I'm having a matcha latte. Um, yesterday, I wanted to get into to that because I I swear everything in the universe works out for a reason. Yesterday, I wanted to record the podcast first thing in the morning. I ended up not getting around to doing that, but then my day turned into uh, coffee with a new f- beautiful friend. Um, her name is Heather and she makes soaps. I love it. Um, I'm hoping at some point I can bring her onto the podcast. Heather, if you're listening, I'm so excited to get to know you better. <laughs> Very on like-minded entrepreneurial spirit, which you know I'm a big fan of. Um, let me find her. Oh, Wild Rome Club. That's her business name. So if you like lovely, luxurious, handmade soaps that are have a lot of care and I mean literally are the epitome of slow living because it you know takes her a long time to make just a small little batch um but she's all around different markets and she's working on getting a storefront so send her that good that good good energy you guys um but anyways got to have coffee with her and saw her adorable little place um we and then I went to Fresh Market afterwards. I love the shopping experience at Fresh Market. How they are always playing classical music. You can get a little sample of their coffee and sip on that. Um, it is, you know, it's a little pricier, but I feel like it's worth it because of how wonderful the experience is, and you can get really high quality foods. Um, and so I did that. I wanted to go walk around the cemetery, but didn't have time you know, because I was taking my time doing everything else, right? So that is the one thing about slow living is you kind of, it kind of forces you to figure out what, what you want to spend your time on, what means the most to you, what you feel is worth prioritizing. Because at the end of the day, we do only have so many hours. So we need to, we need to allocate those hours resourcefully in a way that we feel is really aligning and thriving with who we are and who we want to be the life we are working on building for ourselves and for me I don't I as much as I like the fast-paced energy of certain lifestyles I don't like feeling rushed and I have found once again that when I've been rushed or when I have tried to get through things too quickly, that's when I find myself messing up and making mistakes. I say that, but at the same time, I do really thrive under pressure. And I I feel like this is maybe a limiting belief that I need to work through, telling myself I thrive under pressure. I think a lot of us do this and it turns into us procrastinating and waiting until the last minute to get things done. I've kind of been this way my whole life. Um, I don't know if I would say I actually thrive under pressure. I think that I just you know, when stress is applied, when pressure is applied, it forces you to speed up. <laughs> and I I don't really want to live that way. So I'm really working on more mindfully completing tasks in this really slow and more seductive and intimate way. I'm actually very excited because this Saturday... I am starting my very first ceramics class. I feel like it's going to be 
way more challenging than I'm anticipating. I'm already anticipating for it to be challenging, but I think it's going to be even more so. But I'm excited because I think it's going to be a nice, slow, very zen process. So wish me luck. And I'm also just excited to get more involved in my community here. Like I was saying earlier, I I really haven't made enough of an effort to get involved. And I'm that's a that's something that is changing this month with the month of October. Halloween, spooky season. I'm gonna go to markets, gonna get this ceramics class under my belt. I'm going to continue building relationships with the people here. I think it's all going to it's all coming into place, falling into place. And I really feel like this trip to France, I know I didn't talk a ton about the actual day-to-day of my trip in France, but all of these concepts that I've shared throughout this episode are things that I feel way more in my bones now after this recent travel experience. It was also the first time I've had since I graduated college when I truly was taking a vacation and wasn't thinking about work or like even letting myself think about my own business, um, which felt so nice. And I, I have this issue where I'll go on vacation, but, you know, and obviously it's very inspiring to be in another part of the world. And that will like turn the the gears on in my brain to be like, oh, how can I apply this newfound inspiration into my work or into my art and into my creativity? But I kind of set those limitations with myself before going on this trip and was like, you're not thinking about these things. This is truly a time for you to rest. Rest is so important and I don't think enough of us get it. And I'm not just talking about sleeping nine hours a night, eight to nine hours a night. I'm talking about just sitting and staring at a wall for a little bit. I know that sounds kind of existential, but it can be really, really good for you. Or just laying down and cuddling your pets or your your person. Or, I mean, there are other things that are kind of on the fine line of like, is this really rest or are you still working? Like reading a book or like doing some sort of artistic activity. I don't know. Those are, those are definitely a kind of rest, but It's not, it's still like a productive thing, if that makes sense in terms of like you're doing something or you're creating something or you're consuming something. So sometimes it's nice to just literally sit with your awareness turned on so you're not asleep, but you're just taking in all your surroundings, like a little sensory exercise. That's why meditation is so good. Um, I don't know. I feel like this episode was a lot of rambling and a lot of me just sharing what's on my mind, but hopefully that's a vibe for you. I know it's a vibe for me. I like doing these kinds of episodes, but next week, stay tuned. We're going to talk about grief and relief. I feel like I'm ready to talk about grief now. Maybe we'll see. (laughs) Stay tuned. Hit me with that follow. Um, and I will see you in the next episode. Let me know if this, uh, if this resonated with you, feel free to screenshot the episode, tag me on Instagram at slog sounds or at the wellness way pod. And I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the wellness wave podcast. 
If you would like to support me and my channel, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave Pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.